Peace of our Lord be with you. As you will no doubt have noticed after all these many years, Advent invariably begins at the end. Every year on the first Sunday of Advent, the lectionary places in the path of the church throughout the world a gospel lesson which remembers Jesus' urgent warning for his first friends to stay ready for the last day. Last year, on the first Sunday of Advent, it was Mark chapter 13. In those days, the sun will go dark, the moon will lose its light, and the stars will fall from the sky. Then the Son of Man will come in the clouds with power and great glory. But about that day and hour, no one knows. So beware, keep alert, and stay awake. Next year, if we are still here, it will be Matthew chapter 24. The Son of Man will appear in heaven, coming on the clouds with power and great glory. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And this year, of course, it is that passage we just read a few moments ago from the Gospel of Luke, where the writer of Luke says that Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and then the Son of Man will come in the clouds with power and great glory. So be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with the worries of this life and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. Each of those passages, the one from Matthew, the one from Mark and today's from Luke begins with Jesus warning his first friends to get ready and stay ready, not for what we call the second coming, but for the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. But then, in each of those early Advent gospel lessons, the focus subtly shifts from the destruction of the temple, which did happen in 70 A.D., to the second coming of Christ, which all these years later, still, as far as we know, has not come to pass. Every year, by the light of one hopeful candle, we read those urgent words of warning. Get ready, be alert, wake up. This generation will not pass away until the day of the Lord comes. And so far, every year, we are still here next year to hear the same warning we heard last year. Advent after Advent, year after year, generation after generation. But the fact that Christ has not yet returned in the clouds with power and great glory 
does not remove one ounce of the urgency from the warning to get ready and stay ready. Because the truth is, even if Christ doesn't come, we will go. And either way, the end of time will come for each of us. Because for all of us, someday will be the last day. The long delay of the return of Christ has never bought anybody a single extra moment of time. Because even if Christ does not come, we will go. Someday, there will be a today with no tomorrow for every one of us. Someday will be the last day. To hear that said in a sermon and to know that deep in your soul is not morbid or depressing or even sad. To the contrary, to the utter, total, absolute contrary, embracing the truth that someday is going to be the last day is the one thing in this life which finally causes us to come fully alive. We are never more fully alive than when we are most fully aware of the inescapable truth that we do not have forever that someday will be the last day. It is that realization, the realization that we do not have forever and that as far as we know, we are not going to get to come back around, do this over and get it right next time, which causes us to resolve, to live our lives as fully, deeply and faithfully as we can to be truly, fully, and faithfully exactly who we are because we are not going to get to come back around, do this over, and get it right next time. That is what finally, if it ever strikes us at the center of our souls, finally causes us to become fully alive. And live our lives the way Jesus called his first friends to live in this morning's gospel lesson when he said, wake up, be on guard, stay alert, and pray so that that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. I cannot speak for you, but I have a name for that life. I call that life the life that is awake, alert, and paying attention, an intentional life. To live a thoughtful, prayerful, centered, 
kind, compassionate, intentional life has long been the great hope and central aspiration of my life. I daily hope for it and fail at it, but I continue to strive for it by praying at the beginning of each day for the Holy Spirit to help me live an intentional life. I actually write those words, notebook, prayer journal, almost every morning. God, help me today to live throughout the day, in every moment, an intentional life. Not at the mercy of every whim and passion and frustration and anger, no, but an intentional life, a life which is intentional about being careful and thoughtful in word and deed, a life which is intentional about being mindful of and sensitive to the feelings of other people, a life which is intentional about practicing gentle and plain speech, a life which is intentional in every moment of every hour of every day about integrity and kindness and compassion, a life which is intentional about fasting from exaggeration or gossip. In other words, a life committed to the intentional daily practice of taking care of what we can take care of. Oh, my sisters and brothers, there is so much in every life which we cannot take care of. The struggles we face, the pain we endure, the sorrows we bear, most of that is utterly out of our hands, beyond our control. The intentional life is content with that. Content simply to take care of what we can take care of. Our own truthfulness, integrity, kindness, compassion, gentleness, mindfulness, thoughtfulness, and grace. In a world full of sorrows and challenges we cannot take care of, those are the kinds of things we can absolutely take care of. To decide to do that, to decide to take care of what we can take care of is to live an intentional life. And that's the kind of life which helps us get ready and stay ready, not only for the last day, but also for the next day. That's the wonderful, amazing, exciting, exhilarating, thrilling thing about the intentional life, living a life which is intentional about kindness, compassion, truthfulness, 
and integrity not only gets us ready for whatever is coming last, it gets us ready for whatever is coming next. Right? Yeah. The same intentional life which gets us ready for that one big, massive, final judgment day gets us ready for every little routine, ordinary, every day. I think the first Sunday of Advent might be the best time of all to begin practicing praying for an intentional life. You know, today is the best day of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it's the first day of the new Christian year. It's when we all get to start over. It's the first day of the new lectionary year. It's the first day of the season of waiting for Christ to come. And the great thing about the first day of Advent is that when it comes to Advent, the less light we see, the more hope we have. Right? The fewer the fires lit in the circle, the greater the hope left for the season. If only one candle is burning, there must still be time for us to get this Advent right. A brand new purple road stretching before us. Another brand new chance to start over from here. Getting up each morning and living each new day in a mindful, thoughtful, prayerful, intentional way. Based on my own experience, I would, I would tell you uh, that at times you will fail at it. But, but the failures are so glorious. Wouldn't you rather fail a little every day at living an intentional life than succeed? at living a reckless, thoughtless, careless, running roughshod life. Oh, the failures are so glorious. And the more we practice it, the better we get at it. And who knows? Since we have the whole Advent left in front of us, if we practice praying each day, oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live an absolutely intentional life today, then by the time we get to the other end of Advent, by the time we get to 
that day when it is time for Jesus, baby Jesus, to be born again, again? Who knows? We might be a little more born again, again. Amen. As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you during the time of response to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church.